Grace and mercy and peace belong to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. About four years ago, a British publication called The Guardian came out with an article that addressed our current culture in much of our world. The article was entitled, How Self-Love Got Out of Control. How Self-Love Got Out of Control. And underneath that main headline is a question, has narcissism become the new normal? Now, before we proceed any further, let's review briefly that word narcissism. Children, we talked about that a little bit during the children's message. Narcissism comes from an old Greek mythology tale of a man by the name of Narcissus, and the, and the Greek gods decided to put a curse on Narcissus by making him fall in love with his own image every time he looked down into the water. But then as a result, he was so enraptured by his own image that he never left. And as a result, he stayed there the rest of his life and died of loneliness. And so when we think of narcissism, something in which we are, are caught up in ourselves, absolutely, that's the source for that term. And this article gives several reasons why the culture may be what it is today, with all kinds of selfies being made and distributed throughout social media to convince everybody we know that our lives are wonderful and fulfilling and full of laughter and smiles and very little trouble, to an atmosphere of entitlement that we and our children and our grandchildren, it's been easy to grow up in because of so much prosperity. And that is combined with a highly individualistic culture Perhaps those are some of the contributing factors for the culture that we have today. The article, however, goes on to point out that self-absorption is nothing new. Rather, even the article concedes that that has been around for a very, very long time. With all that in mind, let's go back in time now to the to the first century, to the last end of the first century, and we're going to see that even though it's a very different time, it's a very similar culture. Our camera zeroes in on the Apostle John. By this time, however, John is an old man, and he is a changed man. As we watch him, he is writing. He is recording his gospel account of Jesus' ministry. And he's getting to the moment where he's writing these words of Jesus, where Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Did John as an old man wince 
when the Holy Spirit moved him to record those words of Jesus? Would not be surprising if he had, because in his younger days, John seemed to be more of a product of his self-absorbed culture than perhaps he cared to admit. In his early days with Jesus, it seemed as though he and his brother James were more concerned about gaining a position of power and prestige by hanging around with Jesus. Or when a particular village was not interested in hearing what Jesus had to say, John and his brother James wanted to have God call down fire from heaven and destroy the village. Jesus didn't think that would be such a great idea. But it was after that that Jesus started calling James and John by a nickname, the Sons of Thunder. But over time, the words of Jesus had changed John. They had changed John because those words of Jesus were packed with power and meaning, particularly when we consider the context. Jesus spoke these words on Monday, Thursday evening. In just a, a few short hours, Jesus was going to be arrested, bound, beaten, spat upon, ridiculed. He would be put on trial. He would be scourged. He would be sentenced to death. And finally, a crucifixion crew would nail him to a cross where he would suffer and die for all the sins of all people of all time. And then three days later, rise from death. And because of all of that, there was power in the words of Jesus, power in his gospel, power in his message of forgiveness, power in what he said here to John. And so the years passed. The apostle who had been known for his short temper and being slightly or more than slightly self-absorbed became known as the apostle of love. And not only John was affected by this, many Christians, as the years passed, as they underwent persecution and difficulty and all kinds of hardship, they continued to demonstrate great love for one another, so much so that outsiders would, would observe the Christians, how they treated each other, and they would even say, behold, how they love one another. And because that made such an impact, the Lord used that for the gospel to spread to more and more and more souls. And more and more came to faith in Jesus as their Savior. You and I have the same opportunity. The 21st century is very much like the first century. There are strong strains of narcissism, self-absorption, and loneliness. Remember narcissus? It's a logical result. By God's grace, Jesus has invaded our sin-filled world of loneliness and isolation and narcissism and self absorption. He has come with his gospel. He has washed away our, our every sin of self-centeredness at the cross. 
And he has lived on our behalf a life of perfect self-sacrifice and perfect love as our substitute. So that now you and I, through faith in him, we stand forgiven, washed clean of our vanity and pride, and blanketed in his holiness. You and I have the opportunity now, empowered by his gospel, to impact the people around us. How? There's an early story from early church history about John. It's not in the Bible, but it's from accounts of early church history. It's said that when John was a very old man, some of his fellow believers carried him into a local congregation. He was feeble and weak from old age. They knew that he would die soon. And it's said that members of the congregation asked John, John, do you have any word of encouragement for us? Anything that you want to share with us? And he raised his head up a bit, and he simply said, yes, it is this. Love one another. Love one another. Love one another. That's how you and I can impact the people around us. To the glory of our Savior, love one another. Amen. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Amen. Please stand.